0: Greetings, listeners, and our my brethren Rob and Jeremy. This is a special episode today. Um, this episode wanted to pay particular attention to some of the things that have transcended in our lives most recently around uh, some of the trauma. We're for our listener audience. We're in the uh, Baltimore and DMV area. And so the riots that took place on January 6th was close. We know people that had um, some exposure to it. And all of you may have seen it on TV. Mm-hmm. This is about watching the video of Ahmad Arbery um, running and being confronted by those two men in Georgia. This is about George Floyd and the whole experience of being in a pandemic, having to watch a modern day lynching Mm. for many of us, this is promoted and facilitated a trauma response that often we have to acknowledge on some level. And I want to start off this episode after you introduce yourself, fellas, by just just telling our listener audience about how you experienced these of these events. First as as part of this human experience, and second as mental health professionals with your clients and and those kind of things. So you can pick any one of the three, all three or 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 some other experience. But the secondary trauma for a listening audience is the trauma that, that you're not directly exposed to, but as a result of you being around it, it still impacts you and your body. So, gentlemen, introduce yourself and, and, and if you could enlighten me on that question.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Rob. Um, and I, I'm going to answer the question this way. Um, this, greetings and blessings to all our podcast listeners. Again, this is a special episode. We thought it would be important for you to get a Black male perspective on it. And I'm going to tell you I'm mad as AF, okay? And I'm mad about it because as a Black man, we live with this trauma every day about what might happen, about the uprising, about how we feel about us wanting to protect our children, especially our young Black men, our Black women as well, but especially our young Black men. Um, it, is, it has brought to the forefront of my mind again, um, because I try not to think about it as I go through my day-to-day life, um, that they are systematically trying to wipe African-American men off of the face of this planet. And I'm concerned about it, um, and, and I see these things unfold. My heart goes out to these families. Um, and I just want to leave the listeners with knowing that as a Black man, I've never felt more vulnerable in my life, going through all the things that we are seeing. Um, All of my African American studies classes that have talked about how history repeats itself, and now I'm actually seeing history repeating itself in real time. Um, You know, I, I was born in 72, so I wasn't around Uh, For riots, and I wasn't around to see people get um, hosed with water hoses and things of that nature. And so, as you grow up, you start to think, "Oh, okay, well, you know, that's not going to happen, or that would never happen to me, or they would never do that to me." Hello, listeners, they're doing that to us now, and so that's how I feel about it. Um, And uh, you know, I'm still working through it with my 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 children on a personal level. On a professional level, I'm dealing with the young men that I work with every day, um, trying to get them to understand, to see past and not just give up. Um, there's a lot of hopelessness going on with the, st- uh, the kids that I work with because um, they don't think that things are going to change. Um, and, you know, they're dealing with things not with fists, but with guns. Um, they're not thinking um, and, they're you know, they're being very... Um, uh, you know, erratic and just doing things out of fear. And that fear is causing them to do things that will be the detriment of them later on in life. So Jay, I don't want to take up too much time because I can be on my soapbox about this, bro. But that's how I'm feeling. Very vulnerable right now uh, to society. Um, and I, I'm trying not to become militant and, and come up with a plan. I'm trying not to go buy guns and live in the basement and waiting for an uprising. I want to be, um, uh, uh, spiritually ready for whatever's going to happen, but I'm also very practical about what could happen. So.
2: No need of worrying, taking up my time because, you know, your, your, your voice, bruh, is, um, is needed not only for your own expression, right? We, we got to be able to Recognize and respect the power of voice, but then also people need to hear it, right? So, so I, you know, I appreciate your truth. And, and, you know, listeners, this is uh, Jeremy, um, licensed clinical social worker here in Baltimore. And, um, and, you, you know, witnessing and, and, and being exposed to all types of, of, of traumatic experiences, I'm, I'm, I'm brought back to this to this truth that if we can mention it, we can manage it. Sometimes our feelings are so big, our experiences are so dark, it seems, um, that we we struggle to put things into words. And yet there's there's um, power in, in, in words and being able to try and formulate thoughts. But, um, so, you know, my heart goes out to all of the um, You know, folks that um, continue to um, fight for good, you know what I mean, that that, that need encouragement. We are living um, and have been for some time, but it's so blatant, Mm -hmm. this white supremacist, systematic oppression and injustice, that it is so blatant hearing you speak, Rob, it, it makes sense. How some would give up hope,
1: mm-hmm.
2: feel helpless, right? Four hundred years, yeah, four hundred years, ebbs and flows. But we really in a valley right now, it seems, mm-hmm. right? And to have it broadcast on national television, having it replayed on social media, right? Um, a lot of the folks that I work with, you know, have have you know used this this term trauma porn. Right. Mm. Because it's almost as though there is this visual stimulation or this visual addiction to watching and rewatching mm. either out of my own um, you know, choice that I'm replaying it or because we're being bombarded by all of these news, video media outlets. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there is this risk of becoming desensitized. Mm-hmm to the value and to the life of self and to others, right? There's this risk of becoming hypervigilant, right? The opposite ex- experience as well. All of these are trauma responses, desensitization and, and hypervigilance. Mm-hmm. And as, 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 as a, a man born in 77 and similar to you, Rob, not having gone through the the tumultuousness of the, of the 50s and the 60s, mm-hmm. um, having to have that painful awakening,
0: mm.
2: painful awakening um, of just how unjust um, this world is and can be. I want to offer, you know, some some, some positive encouragement mm. to both of you, brothers, and to all of the people out here helping professionals, but just good people, good-hearted, good-minded people that are determined not to let evil win, that are determined to say, yes, but. Yeah, the trauma is real. Yes, the pain is deep, but we got to fight for some good here, Mm right? Um, because you had opened the show tonight, um, oh, talking about secondary trauma into the helping professionals who really can get three, can, can, can get it three ways mm-hmm. the, the primary trauma of directly witnessing it, mm-hmm. the secondary trauma of hearing about it, mm-hmm. and then the vicarious trauma of having to work with their clients in their own trauma. Right. Yes. And so it really is, um, you know, complex, and so I, I welcome tonight's talk. And, and and please, oh, you know, take it from here, brother, because you're in good hands.
0: So one of the things is that um, I think, and both of you made some very, very important key points to this whole process around complex trauma. One of the things I think is important for us to really um, recognize, and I've said this in different episodes, but I continue to say this is the 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 power of awareness. Um, you know, each one of those traumatic experiences um, may elicit different feelings and things like that. Both of you guys and you know, and I'm older than both of you. I was born in 80, 80 something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 But I'm older than you both. Right, but, right, right. But I was going to say that, you know, both um, of your stories and both of your presentations failed to mention how you reconcile Rodney King. It failed to mention how you reconcile other things that were in your face that have become uh, less uh, less in your face because it's happened so frequently. Mm. You know, and and what I would say is that what happens Mm. is that there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance that comes with experiencing different complex traumas for a lot of people. Like for, I'll, I'll use myself for example. When when I watched Ahmad Arbery, I cried. When I watched um, the riots, I felt uh, robbed. I felt um, uh, like how could they get away with this? And people that look like me could never get away with this. Oh, so the rise, you're talking about this failed insurrection yeah. at the Capitol. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you for that clarity. And so, you know, it, it when I when I when I experienced George Floyd, it was surreal. Um, each one of them were all traumatic experiences.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And so w- awareness allows me to understand that the triggers. And the experiences that you have from these complex traumas will enable me to be able to anticipate and forgive and understand that it's happening in real time and that that I don't have to internalize it. I don't have to create a stress path where I can stroke out next month or mm-hmm. or I can lash out at people that I love
1: mm-hmm.
0: or I can go into a deep depression because I'm, I'm, I'm becoming increasingly more aware of the fact that this trauma experience, this is how I'm receiving it. This is what I know. And I know I know the situation's never going to be OK, but I'm going to be OK. I'm going to be able to get up tomorrow. And so when uh, Jeremy started uh, uh, with a statement about wishing hope for the help providers, but you got to help yourself first, don't you, gentlemen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you do that? Yeah. I mean it's a struggle every day. You 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 stated that we didn't mention Rodney King and other things because I'm fighting not being desensitized to all of these things. Really, I'm just I'm just being honest with you. It, there are some things that I see um that doesn't evoke um a response because I'm desensitized to it. Um and when I say I'm fighting that, it's because I need to kind of talk about how it really makes me feel. I'm hiding it, listeners. I'm putting it somewhere um, and I'm not dealing with it and that's not good. Um, And I need to have conversations like this to get back to what Jeremy said about mentioning what's going on so that I can manage it, so that I can know what it is that I'm doing Um, in terms of desensitizing things so that I can work with it. And yeah, I you have to have an outlet. A therapist needs a therapist. Yes, And sir. So, so, you know, you have to have people that you can talk to. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on the line with two people that I can talk to when I can't manage it. And so the first thing that they tell me is say it, and then they help me manage it. Right. And so let, let's start talking about how you feel, you know, mm. start talking about what that feeling is instead of trying to just put a different name on it. Um, you know, a nice slick name to it. Just say how you feel. Angry, vulnerable, you know, just just say that. Desensitized, and this is what happens. And, you know, Jeremy, you said the failed insurrection. I I disagree. I think it was an insurrection. I mean, they, they did exactly what they set out to do. Could they have done more? Absolutely. But the coverage alone It's what they were going after in my perspective, right? Mm -hmm. The the media perspective, getting the coverage alone. I mean, listen, there was a young lady who caught a personal jet from Texas to come and do this. All of this is about getting recognition. So it's not necessarily about what it is that they're doing, right? In terms of if it got stopped, but it was, okay, we want to bring attention to it. And so I would challenge our listeners So let's bring some attention to some positive ways of dealing with this trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're going to be addicted to these social media um, outlets and TV and things of that nature for this trauma, right, then I would propose that, okay, let's get this information out and say that we want to do something about it. And what are we going to do about it? Okay. And let's start by talking about it. So that we can manage it. Yeah. Thank you for that.
2: Well said, and I, and I agree with both of you. And and you know, amplifying this this piece on awareness, mm-hmm. having having conscious connection to what we are thinking and what we are feeling. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, when we're experiencing trauma, you know, there is this this um, instinctive effort to dissociate the mind from the body and the time and the space of the trauma. Right. That's, and what, diso- what dissociation does is it blocks our consciousness. It mm. blocks our awareness. Right. A, a, a more subtle way of doing it is, is denial. Yeah. Hey, you you feeling, no, I'm good. You want to talk right. about it? No, I'm, good. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm good. I'm good. Yo, you sure you don't look, good? I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to talk about it. Right. And so denial suppression tends to subvert our own awareness and consciousness. Right. Absolutely. Right. And so being able to talk about it, being able to process talking and pro I mean, if we look at words, sound and power, there is sound and power and influence in words and being able to just express it, being able to process it with ourselves first and also in the presence of of good company. Right. Yeah. folks, Help us you know, lay down some of this traumatic response, it, right. to me, it's absolutely vital. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I appreciate, Rob, you really shifting the conversation tonight on really l- let's look at some 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 solution focused practices.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Um, for, for anybody who's read and and followed, um, you know, the work of, of, of Dr. Joy, Dr. Joy DeGruy,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: she has this this hashtag be the healing. Right. Be the healing embody healing practices first and foremost for self and then also for the village or for the family and for the relatives that you associate with that you connect with right so that we can help ourselves and each other through these tumultuous times right um and you know be the healing i don't want to leave it just out there dangling like it's some you know trendy hashtag yeah yeah there are specific ways in which we can one through self-awareness right mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. that knowledge of self know what heals us right what what, yeah. what heals me right yeah. and and um, because what heals one may not always be the same practice that heals another but you got to do that internal work
0: yeah. right yeah definitely i want to piggyback off of that because I, you know i did a lot of, as you guys know i did a lot of disaster disaster work in the um, in crisis work in the um, Washington, D.C. area over the years. Um, Anthrax and the anthrax situation in 9-11 and some other things, the Katrina. And and, and there's a theme in the process of helping people to get um, back the sense and feeling of control, getting a greater understanding. There's a sense of you have to acknowledge the variables that people respond differently. Around Mm. So one of the things that is important that, you know, some people, when they experience something, you're not abnormal or crazy because you don't have a feeling right in real time. Mm. One of the things you have to protect about your body, your mind and your spirit is that your body tends to take care of itself. That's right. And so if you don't feel anything right now, doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It means that your body has gone into its default mechanism. Some people may go through a stage of grief and loss that extends for a, a period of time. That's not abnormal, too. Pretty much every response, for the most part, is pretty normal.
1: Okay.
0: What we do with these responses are critical, mm-hmm. critical to our own peace of mind and, and reconciliation around experiencing this. So, for example, we'll just take the insurrection, for example. The insurrection for a lot of people was like, man, I I don't know if I was more traumatized by watching it happen than watching the response to it. Like it was traumatic saying, hearing this is the worst thing that's ever happened when, you know, 127 black cities in the United States of America are gone and Wall Street was burnt to the ground off of a lie, you know, Mm -hmm. died. It's it's traumatic to hear that this country is becoming more divided when you are part of a disenfranchised population that has been divided since for 400 years in the United States of America. So I don't know where I was more traumatized in my personal experience. But what I will say is the awareness of it allowed me to act, make action plans for it. And so I want to toss that back to you two gentlemen around, you know, kind of. The next step from after awareness and and recognition that this is how you're feeling, where do you go from from there after experiencing these kind of traumatic events?
1: Mm-hmm. Jay, you can go.
0: Yeah, and 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 if you're
2: asking like me personally, where do I go? Um, or or is it both? Both. Yeah. 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 And 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 so to me. What I've what I've known about myself is I have to limit to the best of my ability. I have to limit my exposure to secondary trauma, okay. meaning I'm not going to keep replaying the 24 hour news cycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. After after I get the first five or 10 minutes. Right. It's it's almost like getting in the shower. If I stay in the shower for 90 minutes, I'm no more clean than I was if I stayed in the shower for 10 minutes. Amen. I'm saturated. I'm right. waterlogged. Right. Right. As a matter of fact, I'm overexposed to the water and that's not doing me any good. The same way with what we feed our mind and what we feed our body and what we feed our spirit. So I'm not going to overconsume this 24 hour news cycle. I'm not going to overconsume the virility, the viral nature of social media. Sure. Right. Sure. And so one of the first places that I go is I go to a place determined within myself to. Be informed, not to just dig my head in the sand and and and, and make believe that this isn't going on. But I'm not going to overexpose myself to secondary trauma. It's not good for me. It makes yeah. me sick. So, so right? you said, is it fair to say you set boundaries? So I set limits and boundaries okay. in my conversations with others, yeah. friends and family, and my in my, yeah. in my um, boundaries in terms of what I'm consuming digitally and electronically. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, I go I go to a place with I go to prayer Mm -hmm. because as as a person of faith. I've reached a place in my life where prayer can be for expressing thanks and gratitude. It can be expressing lamenting, beseechment, Right. So so I go to a higher power, a power that is higher than me and a power that is more powerful than the problems that I am consumed by. Right? right, but that works for me. I respect those that don't have a similar faith or belief practice. But then, once I kind of go internally and connect with that higher power, and I listen to what is needed or um, or um, needed of me, then I try to put into action. Right, because if I stay still too long, I'm not helping myself or those around me. So I try to engage in some 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 resolution, some action.
0: Makes that sense, right?
1: Whew. Um, wow, Jay, I don't know if I do all of that. No, I'm just joking. I, I do. Brother, but you do you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that's, and we better it, Right, but that's that's actually the point that I want to drive home that I got from what you just said. Um, I have my own thing that I do. Um, there's there's meditation that I do. Um, I definitely don't oversaturate. i I not on um, any social media Uh, sites at all. Uh, My job has a lot to do with that. Um, And I don't watch a lot of television. Um, However, that doesn't mean that I'm not um, in the know. Um, I try not to oversaturate myself, as you mentioned. Um, And the last thing really besides meditation and prayer um, is a book. Uh, And again, for my listeners, whatever book that is, Uh, Sometimes taking yourself in your own mind, using your imagination, um, letting, you know, reading a book has what your perception is of that particular book, whatever it is that you're reading. Um, And so you use your mind, eye, And so that's what I do. That's that's how I'm able to uh, stay sane. You know, I mean, again, when things get too tough, there are people that I go to that I talk to uh, to help me get through some of the things. Um, in terms of my decision making process, uh, but one of the things that I've learned from my mother is I don't give things too much space uh, mm. in my in my mind uh, because that means that other things are not getting attention.
0: Uh, so. I love that and I love your mom by the way but 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 going back for a second though, Rob, because I think you illustrated something that I think is important for our listeners. It sounded like where you were headed to the in this process is you create and monitor a safer space.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what
0: I I thought I heard you really, in a nutshell, bring about. And so, you know, what I heard Jeremy say was that limits and boundaries, Mm -hmm. I heard him say, become aware of limits and boundaries and facilitate um, a positive direction. Well, I heard, Rob, you take it from the standpoint of creating a safe space. And so the reason why this is a special episode, to be honest with you gentlemen, is because many of my students, uh, my clients, family members, lots of different people were experiencing these events and it was a doozy. It was overwhelming. It Mm -hmm. was reality. And while I'm listening to it, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling out of control You know, in those kind of things. And so, yes, all those things, all those things are are true. And what we're talking about, I will summarize to the audience as a toolbox Mm -hmm. of different strategies. Some things work today. Some things work better tomorrow. Understanding. And I want to get your last closing thoughts on this special episode. Like understanding that you have to go to your toolbox and start pulling things that you know and that you need to get back greater control and get centered and be spiritually connected and grounded how you want to be grounded.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And 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 you know, one thing I don't want to give the false impression. One thing that I'm well aware of is that I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I rem- I remember, you know, um January 6th, I'm meeting with clients for therapy and one eye is on the television, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, now I gotta go back and get ready for my next appointment. And then we gotta process it, you know, all over again from 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 another perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
2: sitting here like I'm dumbfounded too. I've mm-hmm. never lived through anything like this. Right. Correct. Right. I don't have the answers or the remedies for combating white supremacy on, on a national level. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and what I realized was that so many folks were exposed to secondary trauma, but also what I think could be called ancestral trauma.
0: Yeah.
2: This is, this is what so many elders and ancestors had fought through in their time Mm -hmm. and my lifetime had never really prepared me for it, but here it is coming to pass Right in front of our eyes, and it, I think it strikes deep into the you know, dare I say, it strikes deep into the soul or the collective consciousness mm-hmm. of oppressed people. That that yes, not to say that, that you know the, the 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 more the murder and the torture of of you know Amadou Diallo and George Floyd, and the names are so long. All of that in context, and then to see on on national television it all play out. I, I just think that it's very very deep and gripping, and we don't have necessarily the answers when we need them. And I love Rob, your, your, your point of just kind of going to that safe space, meditating, kind of finding perhaps a, 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 an equilibrium so that, um, so that you can move on from there, right. move through it from there. So.
1: Absolutely. I'll just leave our listeners with this. I break all of this stuff down as fear, to be honest with you. Um, White supremacy, uh, you know, I, I just think that it is, is, a, it is a fear. Uh, and it's my prayer uh, that people learn not to fear and have some courage to get through that fear. Uh, what is it that they fear? Do they fear that Black people are just finally going to say enough is enough? Um, do they fear their place in the world? Um, those are the answers that I, I don't have. Uh, but understanding that if people are operating from a paradigm of fear, that they're liable to do anything. And so, you know, I, I, I have a place uh, that I go to and that I would suggest our listeners do uh, where they kind of process what this really is, process what their fears may be about this. Look at, you know, uh, the ancestral uh, things that have been taught from you, no matter what your race is, uh, to say, OK, how can I do something different? Um, and going back to some of the lessons that we got from our family members uh, in terms of staying together. And being together. So that's what I'd leave you with.
0: Amen. And so in conclusion, we wanted to do this episode as the Unicorns Couch for our listeners to acknowledge the many losses that you all have experienced and continue to experience on a daily basis. We are aware and you are in our thoughts as we continue to try and bring to you some positive vibes and energy and communicate about some of these things that you may be experiencing or you may not be experiencing, but know somebody who does experience it. If you do wanna reach out and wanna share your thoughts or um, express your thoughts, you can reach us at unicornscouch at gmail.com. Otherwise, um, we'll continue to bring you the programming. Just remember, you can get through this. You don't have to do it alone. And continue to be the change that you want to see. So, Absolutely. from the um, unicorn's couch to you, we wish you well. Be safe.